Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTSETC.com and this podcast is sponsored by the Members Academy, a small but growing community of people working to prepare for IELTS where you can find all the materials in one place. Plus, you get the extra benefit of access to me for help and questions. Today, we're going to focus on uh, reading, academic reading, uh, part three section. No, it's not. It's passage one. Sorry. Um, Although I think it's a particularly difficult one for a passage one. Um, I've put this now on my website. So if you would like to try the test before you do the listening, then go to IELTSETC.com and either search or look in the blogs. Um, but it's just called tourism. So um, this is uh, all about the growth of tourism. And the first task we're going to look at today is matching headings. Now, um, before we do that, I'm in the middle of making a video. So this will be on YouTube if you'd like to follow me as you're reading. Um, so in the YouTube video, I've got a little introduction to matching headings because a lot of people ask me about them. So in the video, you'll see that I've tried to compare the difference between matching headings and matching statements. So there is a difference. The only thing that they have in common um, is that they are never in the same order as they are in the text. I mean, the questions, of course, cannot be in the same order as they are in the text. The, so the headings and the statements are all mixed up and you have to find which heading or statement matches which paragraph, of course. So... Let's look at some differences. When you're matching headings, they they usually relate to the purpose of the whole paragraph. Whereas when you're matching a statement, this statement might refer to one thing which is mentioned inside that paragraph. But a heading, of course, has to relate to the whole paragraph. Therefore, you will find the words in the heading kind of dotted throughout the paragraph in some way. Um, The other thing is you can often but not always match headings by looking at the first one or two lines of the paragraph. Not always, don't rely on that. But if you think about your task two writing, we always advise you to write a topic sentence for each paragraph. So the topic sentence will tell the reader what the rest of the paragraph will be about. So in task two, for example, you might say, on the other hand, there are a number of problems. And of course, the reader will then expect to read a list of problems. Well, in the same way, a heading has a kind of similar function um, because the first line of a paragraph will tell you what the whole paragraph is about. And that is the same function as the heading. So very often you can just look at first lines and the examples we'll look at today, you will be able to see that. 
But always check, of course, that the theme of the heading runs through the whole of the paragraph. Finally, another important thing to notice is that, of course, there is only one heading for one paragraph. So you can only use each letter once. When you match statements, it's different. Um, Statements relate to one item that is mentioned inside a paragraph. Now, because of this, you may use the letters more than once. Um, So two statements might be taken from one paragraph. And if you go and look at my YouTube video, I give the example of um, the cowrie gum reading that you can find on my website. In the cowrie gum reading, we're looking for statements and not headings, but statements. So we've got questions 29 and 30. Uh, 29 says which factors affect the quality of the gum and 30 says how the cowrie gum is formed. Now both of those statements come from the same paragraph which is paragraph A so you have to use the letter A twice. That is different for headings because only one heading matches each paragraph. However that sounds very simple but as in this example you will be given a list of about eight different headings, but maybe you only need to match maybe four or five. In this example, there are five paragraphs, but they do one as an example for you. So you only have to match four paragraph headings. Now, to put this in perspective, into perspective, that means that you only have four points for this activity. Now, out of a total of 40, I know you don't like matching headings, but don't stress too much about them. You would only lose, you know, um, four points, even if you didn't do the activity or even if you just totally guessed if you are in a hurry then you know it's only four points so just remember that you're not trying to get a hundred percent or are you (laughs) okay so the advice about matching headings when you start of course look at the list of headings and these usually come before the reading now my advice is Don't look at those headings in order to help you find the paragraphs at this stage. Just look at the headings, underline keywords and just work out for yourself so you're clear how many there are. Here there are eight. Then look at the paragraphs. Here there are four. And they've done paragraph A, the fifth paragraph, they have done for you. So cross that one off, take it out of the equation, write on the paper, cross out any example that they've given you. Read it. So here, for example, it says uh, paragraph A is about the history of travel because that will help you get an idea of the subject and the structure of the reading. But then cross it out and move on, move on to paragraph B, C, D and E. Um, Okay, so it's quite difficult for me to go through this with you because there's so much reading to do. 
Um, so I would thoroughly recommend that you go to my website and find the paragraphs for yourself and do this activity yourself. Uh, to help you, I am gradually adding them on Instagram. So I'm doing one paragraph a day. The aim of this is so that you just focus on one paragraph and you don't have the whole of the text in front of you. It's training, it's not testing. You don't learn from testing, but you learn from training your brain to get round the get get into the brain of the examiner. <laughs> okay. So as I mentioned before, they give you paragraph A, which is the history of travel. Now, when we look at paragraph A, we will look for how that heading is a theme throughout the whole paragraph. So it says, for example, um, travel has existed since the beginning of time. So you can tell this is a history when primitive man set out. Um, then it says throughout the course of history, people traveled for purposes of trade, blah, blah, blah. In the Roman era, they talk about that and they say travel has continued to grow throughout recorded history. That's it. So throughout that whole paragraph, history is mentioned. So the answer they've given you, of course, is eight. Now, um, I did this little practice with my Instagram group without giving the answer. And some people, most people chose the history of travel. Some people chose economic and social significance of tourism. Now, that is, it is mentioned um, towards the end. Actually, in the last line, it says played a vital role in the development of civilizations and their economies. So, yes, of course, it's mentioned, but it's just in the last line. It's not the whole purpose of the paragraph. So let's move on. If we go to paragraph B now, the first line says tourism in the mass form as we know it today is a distinctly 20th century phenomenon. Second line says, historians suggest that the advent of mass tourism began in England during the Industrial Revolution. So in that first line, you've got, or first two lines, uh, mass forms of tourism are mentioned twice. And then when you read on, it kind of describes how it became mass tourism. So it talks about commercial airline industry after the Second World War, a development of jet aircraft in the 50s. Um, and then it's this led to a major new industry, which is tourism. So the answer we need there, the heading there is the development of mass tourism. It's, it's, it's number two or I-I, as they write it. Um, so remember that even though there's a lot of history mentioned here, the focus is not on the history of tourism. It's now on the development of mass tourism. So we've moved on from the start to this idea of how everybody goes on holiday, mass tourism. And that is actually mentioned in the first two lines. Again, even if you didn't read the rest of it, the first two lines give you that. Let's go on to paragraph C and let's analyse the first line again. 
It says tourism today has grown significantly in both economic and social importance. That's the first line. Now, if we quickly look through the headings, we come to this one which says economic and social significance of tourism. So although it looks too easy, this is the correct answer. Now, if you need to double check, then look through the rest of the paragraph. Is there any other mention of economic significance? Well, yes, it talks about economic measures, how much um, the the percentage of consumer spending, um, world's largest employer, capital investment. It just goes on and on about the economy. And then at the end, it talks about the effect on society itself. So again, throughout the whole paragraph, they talk about e economic significance and then finally social significance. So they are both the theme, the main theme of that paragraph. Now, going to paragraph D, it says, let's look at the first line, see if we can get it from the first line. It says, however, the major problems of the travel and tourism industry have hidden or obscured its economic impact are the diversity and fragmentation of the industry itself. Now, grammatically, that's quite a tricky sentence. Um, so it talks about the major problems of the travel and tourism industry um, are the diversity and fragmentation of the industry itself. So it talks about two major problems. Number one, the diversity. Number two, the fragmentation. Don't worry about what those words mean. Diversity is an important IELTS word, meaning different types, of course. Fragmentation means different fragments, meaning more like it's broken up into little parts. Um, so they describe this as the two major problems that have hidden its economic impact. So if you go back and look at the uh, title for that one, um, it talks about difficulty in recognising the economic effects of tourism. So the answer is um, number five. Um, because it talks about the difficulty, which is the major problem, um, and recognising the economic effects because they are hidden and the effect synonym is economic impact. Um, that is your answer. It then goes throughout the paragraph to talk about um, the impact of spending by visitors can easily be overlooked or underestimated and then talks again at the end. This problem has made it difficult for the industry to develop reliable information to estimate the contribution it makes, blah, blah, blah. All of that keeps coming up again and again throughout the paragraph. So the answer for three is V or five difficulty in recognizing the economic effects of tourism. Finally, we come to paragraph E. Um, look at the first line. It says once the exclusive province of the wealthy, travel and tourism have become an institutionalized way of life for most of the population. 
Okay, then that doesn't help us very much. But if you go throughout the paragraph, it talks about um, tourism has become the largest commodity in international trade. Then it talks about other countries, major source of income, Bermuda, Greece, Italy, um, talks about the industry's number one ranked employer, Bahamas. And it, it's got a whole list of countries. Um, then where does it say the extent of worldwide tourism or its economic impact is mentioned again. So um, the answer again is uh, seven, the world impact of tourism because of that mention of all of those different countries and the impact that tourism has had on those different countries around the world. So that is it. That is our five paragraphs because it was a passage one, um, slightly shorter than usual with just five paragraphs. Um, but also the headings were quite easy to find just because of those first lines. Um, in fact, my student today said the way he deals with it is he just saves time by looking at the first line and looking at synonyms. Now, usually I say that um, exact words are tricks. If you find exact words, then they're tricks. But in this case, in headings, they're not. You can find exact words that are, which are the same in the heading and the first line, and that will give you a quick and easy answer. Don't rely on that. Um, that can not be reliable, but it can be a way of getting a quick four points and saving time if you're focusing or if you're finding anything else difficult, then do that quickly and spend more time focusing on the more detailed reading. Okay, because that's been quite heavy today, um, I'm going to stop there and I'm going to move on tomorrow to do the true, false, not given and the gap fill. So that might give you a good chance to go to my website. So remember IELTS at IELTSETC.com. On the front page, you'll see the blogs, the recent blogs, if you scroll down and you'll see this one called uh, IELTS Reading Tourism and you can try it for yourself. So why not do that before tomorrow? Try the true, false, not given. Don't look at the answers, of course. Well, you can if you want, but do the test first and then come back here for the explanation tomorrow. Thanks for your patience and your hard work and your support. Thanks for listening today. Let me know if you have any questions. Bye for now. Keep keep working. You can do it. Bye bye.